We are live-ish and back in action. We have taken a short hiatus for from podcasting just because we have all been extremely overwhelmed with good happenings and exciting things at Lift Lab, which we are going to talk about a little bit today. We're also going to recap what's been going on in the world of weightlifting and our performance at the Arnold. Um, and when I say our, I mean... Our lifters, as long as, oh my gosh, it's been so long since doing a podcast, I can't talk. Our lifters, as well as uh, Team USA's performance, um, and then and kind of the implications it has for Pan Am teams, things like that. We're going to talk about our group fitness. group fitness and where that's going. A few other odd things here yeah. and there. I so, believe the last podcast we did was the AO3 recap, is that correct? Somewhere around there. Yeah, it was. And I think we came back and we recapped, and then we turned around and said, "No shit, we got to build a building." Yep. So yeah. let's let's start there first. So okay. just for for those of you that follow along with the Lift Lab instas and stories, we are uh, creating our second location to answer the questions. We are not closing the downtown location. It is uh, still up, thriving, and smashing. We're just uh, expanding to the north. I was ex- north central city. suburbs. North central, yeah. Due uh, north. To Westfield. Due north. Yeah, head due north, um, in which Jess will be taking over running that facility. Dan German will, or will stick back downtown. The facility in Westfield is going to be about double the size of the one that's in downtown Indy. It'll have a little bit more of a sports performance feel to it, but we will still be uh, smashing weightlifting and fitness, of course. Yep. Uh, as well as a little more adult training and one-on-one type stuff. So that's been occupying a tons of time. Uh, we also have started a fully scholarship weightlifting program at Marion University, which is downtown Indianapolis. Uh, so we're heavily involved in the recruiting process of those athletes now. And all meanwhile, just uh, keeping the train running, sending 30 36 competitors to the Arnold Weightlifting Classic. I think final count was like 30. Presented by Nike, powered by Rogue. Hey, sorry to interrupt your plugs. <laughs> Put a little more emphasis on that. There we go. But I think it was like final count, I think it was 33-ish. 33, like I think I counted it. Total of like 20, 24 sessions I think we coached. It's a lot. Like, it's including lot. the Arnold stage over a span of four days, running from 7.30 to 11. So pretty much all day. Absolutely. It's pretty pretty I much th- a grind. If we are to recap our performances, overall I would say we uh, 100% smashed it. We had two bomb outs. One of them uh, I had to stuff my rage deep down inside because it was a master's lifter who is – 50, 50. 50 years 50 old. On the dot. Lifting in the 62 kilo A session. Yep. Basically snatching his age. Yep. Had a three white light snatch yes. overturned by jury. Yep. Then had another two white light snatch overturned by jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, which had me, you know, just what are we doing here? Yeah, like, right. we, we, it seems like everybody was talking about how poor the judging was this. Um, it, I, you know, I like, wouldn't say poor. I, mean, like, I, I say, kind of understand that. That's, I would say inconsistent as hell. Right, and I think that's kind of like a common, right? That's like, it's like, well, what could you complain about about the Arnold? Somebody say, oh, the back room. Right. Oh, it was busy. Oh, you had to share. 
oh, the judges were inconsistent. But, like, at that point, I think that you don't have any uh, context for what's going on. And that, like, how how not on the same page are these six people? Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? You have three that say, yeah, that's good, or two that say that's good, and then two or three others that are like, like, what are you guys thinking? Yeah. Like, did we not did we not talk this out after the first one you overturned? Right. Like, did we not did we not sit down and say like this is what I'm looking at? Because like each time you have to go up and you have to say why you chose that that was a good or bad lift. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why the next one would be, you know, like a bad lift as well. It was sure. it, it was just dumb. It's not a it it does not encourage that person or other people of that age. And in that session, there was a there was a fourteen year old that had his lift overturned as well, like so. We're jury overturning fourteen year olds and 50, 50 year olds. Right. It's like it's not really a way to encourage the sport. And I get that it's an A session, but they also didn't choose to be there in that A session. Yeah, for sure. And like they, they at the last the one. Yeah. They know they're not there competing for a championship. Right. They are the they are the number eleven and number twelve out of twelve. Yeah. This okay. is how it goes. Uh, but other than that, like our our team, you know, represented well. We mm-hmm. had uh, two females in the Pan Am trial session, Katrina and Paige. Uh, they both had good performances for them. They did not make the Pan Am team. Um, and then in the men's session, we had Trevor in that Pan Am trial session. Again, did not make the team, but just a good experience. And one thing that I want to say. When you have a Pan Am Trials or an Olympic Trials and you're part of that group, that trial session is for about four lifters, right? And, you know, of course they're going to fill it up to, you know, 12 or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the athletes that are competing that really, really are on the outside looking in, they're trying to just put their best foot forward and kind of show USA Weightlifting what they're doing, uh, how they're training, and and their plan on moving forward in the sport and i think that most everybody understands that so when we talk about having people in the pan am trials it doesn't necessarily mean that we think we're having people that are going to the pan am games now that being said katrina pushed the pace you know in the 48 kilo division but it's just it's a tough division and i think it was interesting on the face pages uh katrina went 74 92 uh which is a 196 kilo total or sorry, 166 kilo right. total. Sorry, um, which is the fifth highest total in the U.S. And El Presidente Phil Andrews got on there on Facebook and commented, talking about how just a few years ago there were people making the world team with a lower total than that. Right. So the but it's just a reflection of the competitiveness of USA weightlifting. Right. right? We saw it, the same thing happen in the 75 kilo class. There's a handful of girls that could make the Pan Am team. There's probably five. Um, Paige being excluded because she chose to lift um, up a category, and she's always going to kind of see how things shake out with the new weight classes. So, um, but all in all, good representation of Team Lift Lab. Uh, Trevor, almost missing weight, still snatching a PR best and a competition total PR, so yeah, nothing I mean, nothing too shabby. You know, like life of a student athlete, like uh, taking an exam Thursday, you know, drive all afternoon uh, Thursday night, get in Thursday night, wake up, weigh in at 7 a.m., 
you know, make weight? Uh, well, close. Yeah. Right. You know. I mean, he needed the full hour yeah, uh, but, to make weight, but he did do it yeah. you know, with some, some help from the sauna. And there was about four other guys there that were in the same mm-hmm. same position. So yeah. anytime you can see four dudes in a two-man sauna, it's pretty hilarious. It's it's uh, And you just got to accept it for what it is and very get comfortable. Yep. Um, in terms of just general comments on the Arnold, on the Arnold you know, we go every year. This is the first time in a long time there's been a USAW event. Uh, because of the USAW event, there was no cash prize, but there was no uh, lack of big lifts going on. We got to see Fernando Reese hit a 242, which is his personal best in the clean and jerk, as well as a near miss at 200 kilos in the snatch. Mm-hmm. And that is a large man moving a large weight yeah. to the point where... They actually put the one kilo plates inside the collars because there was not enough room on the bar for the frictional plates to safely stay on the bar. Damn. So pretty cool when you uh, when you get to see the judges and the jury say no for the athletes. It's the athlete's best interest to put those inside right. the collar. Put those inside. It's pretty wild. It's like dang, we're running out of room on the bar. Mm-hmm. They're they are not magnetic. So that's a true world class event or world class lift, uh, but. What I would like to point out is Fernando didn't even get a medal at Worlds. Right? So think about the, if, if, you know, you, you see Lasha, you know, snatching 220, you know, yeah. for example. Yeah. So, uh, but lots of good stuff to see. Um, the women, I thought, um, in the Pan Am session crushed it. Uh, all hitting big weights. We got to see Maddie Sasser's. Debut as a U.S. representative, and she lifted well. Probably gonna make pain on the team. So, when you're at the Arnold, I want to give a word of warning. And you are airdropping photos. <laughs> you might want to be careful what you're airdropping to who. And I think that some people might have just been sending nudes to see what kind of reaction they can get. But if you like. I'm going to suggest next time you're in a crowd like that and the airdrop pops up on your phone, just accept it. You never know what you're going to get. It could be, uh, it could be pretty wild. Yeah. It is exciting. That's how Jess gets most of his dates. Yeah, He's, bar scene, you know. Just going to buy yeah, a drink, oh, hey. send him an airdrop. Check so that just out. Just see yeah. who's around. Yeah. Uh, so that's the Arnold. Jess, let's talk about what we got going on in yeah. fitness. So fitness just came off a really successful training block. Um, we did some crazy workouts. I uh, essentially had them do a training block where they did six minutes, then eight minutes, then 10 minutes, and 12 minutes of certain exercises. Um, front squat, deadlift, floor press, all using about 50% of their one rep max off of those respective lifts, as well as some pull-ups and some TRX rows. and. I know every single week uh, the athletes came in and they were like, oh, not this again. But, you know, now that they've kind of recovered from that, they're like, holy crap, I can do so many more pull-ups. And uh, they essentially went through like a month of hell when it came to this type of training. And so we're going to slow it down a little bit, um, focus a little bit more on skill and technique when it comes to some of the Olympic lifting, um, some of the gymnastic stuff, whether it's like kipping pull-ups, ring muscle-ups, bar muscle-ups. Uh, we've actually split fitness back into two levels. So we have a level one and a level two. Level one is gonna be your basic strength and conditioning. So you're gonna come in, you're gonna warm up, go through some correctives or some activation exercises, then as a group do an extended warm up, And then after that, you're gonna do some sort of strength piece. 
one of the big uh, big lifts, so squat, bench, dead, overhead press. Um, and then after that, some sort of accessory lifts, and then a nice little conditioning piece. And I like how we went this training block with uh, just the way we broke up the energy system training. So earlier on in the week, you're gonna start a little bit slower. You're gonna start with more strength beast uh, every minute on the minute. And then as you get to Friday and Saturday, it's gonna be like 95% plus effort. So, you know, pain and gain essentially. So uh, I know we talked about this a while back. You have the gain, sustain, and pain. That's essentially we're trying to hit that spectrum in one week. And uh, level two is gonna do the same exact thing, but they're gonna do Olympic lifting, then their strength work, then the conditioning, then the accessory work after that. And I think everyone's been pretty receptive with that lately just because it gives the level one a roadmap to like hey this is what your accessory work is going to lead you to if you do choose to go to level two so recap for the uh the listeners at home about the pain gain and sustain yeah and how so we, how we associate that to so energy. pain gain sustain is essentially a good way to break down the energy systems so you have three energy systems your aerobic anaerobic and then atp pcr so ATP, phosphocreatine. So your gain is going to be anywhere in your um, anaerobic, per se. And then your sustain is going to be in your aerobic. Just be able to continuous output. And then your pain is going to be that ATP, but a little bit of anaerobic as well. So essentially, they kind of tie in together. But, you know, if you think about doing a 100-meter sprint repeat, that's going to be, you know, pain. Mm -hmm. You're not going on, you know, short rest, but then your sustain, which is going to be your 30 minutes of easy running, it's going to allow you to sustain those 100 meter repeats and allow you to recover quicker. So we're essentially hitting all three heads of the three-headed monster, which is known as energy system training. I love it. One of the things I think that's really helped and like what's really been receptive from everybody and you've uh, done it with fitness now is like in w one of the things we've added in the past two months is mm -hmm. the team builder app. Yep. Oh, so, yeah. so I think that's been huge and that's taken like I mean, that, was, that, was, that was a two and a half week project I think for you and Brian like originally or two like and it was, a half I think it's been like, like it's well, been, well, yeah, well so like, five weeks but, of, yeah. but I mean in terms of in terms of like we like uh, made the decision that it was like okay well I need you to get it done in two weeks yeah right? because so. we essentially said we're going to start with our level three lifters then we're going to start our weightlifting on that and then mm -hmm. we'll get our fitness on that and so we started with fitness this month um I think step one was creating an exercise library and so we came up with over 500 exercises and then the cool thing about Team Builder is that you can actually film those exercises, link them to the actual workout, and then if someone who's training distance, which we've actually used mm -hmm. quite regularly with our distance clients, they can actually say, what the heck is a half kneeling ipsilateral um, overhead press? And everybody then you just, what that is. Yeah, yeah, come on now. Everybody knows what that is. But you can just click on the little video link and there's either myself or Dan German doing the exercise. And so Bailey and I had the task of filming the priority lifts and uh, it's great because as we keep uh, coming up with new exercises to keep people interested and yeah. continue their training it yeah. just keeps adding to the library so well, well yeah, i think the speed of it has been really great right mm -hmm. like like in terms of somebody comes in right like they say okay we're gonna start them here and we can map out yeah. you know four six twelve weeks of training mm -hmm. and that goes back to like right what, button click what dan's been talking about about how like things are cyclical when it comes Absolutely. to training 
And essentially you just go through your year of training and then you go back to the start, just a little bit more weight on the bar and you just keep doing that over and over. But then at the same time, it does have a bit of drawbacks. We've talked about this too with like technology and uh, training. And I forgot, yeah. that was what, two, three podcasts ago? Yeah, for sure. So the biggest question we had is, especially like on the fitness side of things, is how do we continue to you know, keep the pace of class high but still, still allow athletes to log their lifts, log their results. And um, we haven't really run into that problem so far. Because it's going to just like do it at the end or... Because um, you don't want to just yeah, bury right. it in their phone the yeah, whole right. time. Yeah, it's not really engaging. But I think like we found a way to put it on the TV. Yep. So like you can have them run through it. And then when they look back, they can they can go and log their weights. Yeah. It's the same thing with weightlifting. Right? They can so. go through their session and when they're done, they can figure it out. Yeah, it's a great app. There's still some little things here and there that, yeah. you know, we keep learning about when it comes to, like, classifying exercises and actually plugging them into yeah. a program. But I definitely think that's been a great help on all fronts. Oh, yeah. Um, and, but, yeah. And it's been really easy to add people and, and to get them going, get them on the right track or uh, restart or sure. pr- mm-hmm. pretty much anything we need to, like, takes a couple button clicks and we're done. Yeah. And it's just really simplified the process. Absolutely. We have so many people doing so many different things, yeah. right? So we have our, our group fitness, we have our team weightlifting, we have our semi-private clients, then we have athletes that branch into a whole bunch of different sport needs and categories. And it's just a, we, we had to make the change yeah. to get more organized to handle our growth because we got to a point where we're just spinning our wheels where mm-hmm. we couldn't we couldn't manage the training of everybody, yeah. you know, as we as we add people. And it's, it's also given us the, like you said, the ability to manage that better, but then it goes from this like team group design to like this pseudo individual design slash group where, you know, we can say we have five lifters on a technique block, but each one of those five lifters has something different. And then the same thing with group fitness where it's like, you know, we have someone that can do a variation of this pull up or a variation of this pressing ver- movement based on their skill level, but then we also have someone else that can do a higher version of that. And so we can say, hey, this is your base template, but then as an individual athlete, here's your extra work that needs to get you to that next level. Here's your extra work that needs to get you to that level before you can go there. So Yeah, and I, like it's like it's a, a tool that I think like it's been really easy to build a relationship like with somebody and like mm-hmm. not get in the way. And, and I think like we're gonna continue to do that where like we can give them what they need mm-hmm. through that app. Just Absolutely. by saying, like, here's here's the overall, like, ninety percent of what you know, like uh, what you need, but then here's the ten percent that that's exactly for you. Right. This is gonna make it work. This is gonna fix the weakness that we identified as a coach. Yep. That's been pretty baller. Yeah. So I mean, fitness is getting into it. I think everyone's getting into the team builder. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, we have three distance clients, two in-house or four in-house clients that are all doing the open. And they're crushing that right now. I got mm-hmm. two people within the top 100 in the Central East on the female side. One guy in the top 250 worldwide for his age group. And then uh, we have two guys in-house. One of them, I think, is in the top 100 in the Central East after this past workout. So big things coming. I think also special note to mention about the arnold mm, yeah our very own kevin the blackbird jones yep yeah. give him a follow you should check you should check out the blackbird on instagram but uh he he swept gold in his uh age group in his age group at the american open series he did a 120 snatch and a 162 clean and jerk uh 120 snatch was a lifetime best by one kilo 
and the 162 is a lifetime best, but I don't know how many kilos. Um, so obviously a had a lifetime best total. Um, and then he came back, and he's 35 years old, just turned 35. And he came back and did uh, the 18.2, smashed it, did a 376-pound clean. Uh, and is he's, he's literally, for his age group, one of the top five masters crossfitters in the world yeah so mm -hmm. the you you can he's still doing things at a high level mm -hmm. i consider 35 a pretty young man as i'm getting to turn 35 next week uh so i don't think he, he's you know i'd like to see masters push back a little bit but nonetheless right. he's crushing well, it. He's still he, doing so great. the thing with crossfit is hold on and i'd like to point out the man has his, a full-time job he does all right okay now go ahead. yeah so the thing with crossfit especially at the masters level is they don't take this top 60 from each region. They take the top 100 worldwide of your age group to make it to the next level. So Why the don't fact, they do that with everybody? I don't know, but the fact it's, that he's top like five in his age group worldwide yeah. is huge. That's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's like 20,000 20, people yeah. in his age group. top five. So. The man's smashing it. He is. And he made weight. He lifted his 94. He's never going to lift his 94 again. He's going to lift his 85. But he weighed in and most people after they weigh in they eat some carbohydrates drink some water fuel up have some sugar this dude was eating raw fish man <laughs> had his chopsticks out and was eating sashimi <laughs> or what is the yeah, one word yeah it's shishimi. definitely a sashimi just like come on man like you're not gonna eat any carbohydrates nope you couldn't get sushi with rice, like just a normal roll. Like that, I could justify that a little bit better than just these raw pieces of meat. But nonetheless, he uh, he did it. He he crushed it. You can't really complain about it. It was one of the more entertaining performances of the weekend. Yeah, another one just from you know social media is uh, Cam Big Poppy Dudek. Yep. He had Cam a, smashed it again. Smashed it again and. Got a toaster signed. He did get a toaster signed by the fittest in the world, both yeah. men and women. And With the woman, which was... Uh, Katrina David's daughter. Yes. thought it, At first she thought it was weird until apparently like Josh Bridges spit his drink everywhere laughing so hard about this dude asking to get a toaster autographed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Josh Bridges, Rich Roning, Matt Frazier, and Katrina all signed. So I think she reluctantly signed it out of the peer pressure from the other... From the three other dudes, three that yeah. thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. So all in all, pretty entertaining and productive weekend at the Arnold for uh, yeah. Team Lift Lab. Lots of good things going on in-house. We're going to try to get back on track with our podcasting. We just had to chill it out to uh, get some things squared, squared away. away. You know. Dan, Jess, any closing thoughts? Um, I would like to say one other thing. Go ahead. This weekend, at, at the Arnold, you're always going to run into people. I was there early setting up. <laughs> And ran into Mr. Half Thor, the Mountain Magnus Bjornsson. Bjornsson, which is he is cartoon character large. Like I'm a I'm a reasonably big human being, you know, weighing in probably about 100, 110 to 115 kilos, depending on that time of the month. Um, Half Thor probably outweighs me by 100 kilos. He's a large dude. He's, he's like a big man. Something is he? He's got he's got to be. Um, and then also of note, I ran across the street to pick up 
uh, to this little pub to pick up lunch and some food from other people. I was kind of like standing in between the bar. It was real crowded. Reached over a guy. Didn't really look at him. He was talking to me. Just like, oh, you know, like being real nice, being real cool. Asked me how I was liking the Arnold. Just chit-chatting. I never looked at the guy. And then when I, I tapped him on the back and said, hey, thanks, and he turned and faced me, Bill Kazmaier, the Kaz. I was like, God damn, you know, just missed out on this opportunity to talk to a, you know, childhood yeah. idol, if you will. So, uh, anyway, Arnold, good times, tons of fun, lots of large human beings. Place smells like a fart, but it's still good. <laughs> it's still fun. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you got anything? That is all I got. I didn't meet anybody cooler a weekend. I was in the dim room coaching people in the back. Breathing in Breathing chalk. in chalk. Eyes were so dry. Walking in swamp water in the bathroom. It was awful. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Poop, <laughs> er- Poop everywhere. Poop water. Gross. All right, well, on that note, we're out of here, and we'll be back next time. <laughs>